Welcome all you Plus 2 Comedy Modifiers to another episode of the Plus 2 Comedy Podcast. I'm your host as always, TV's Noah Houlihan. Thank you so much for joining me. And before we get to our fantastic episode with Jeff Stormer, I have to apologize. This episode was scheduled to be the South Jersey Gaming League, a fantastic gaming society here in South Jersey. Unfortunately, the audio for that one has been destroyed. I don't know what's wrong with it. Parts of it are garbled. Parts of it you can't hear. It's just unusable. So unfortunately, I will be unable to post the South Jersey Gaming League podcast. However, please do support them. They run some fantastic events, and their information will be included at the bottom of this podcast, as well as Jeff Stormers. Also, we will be going to GameCon. Yes, GameCon is November 20th through the 22nd at the Tropicana Casino Resort in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Be sure to come out for that. It's going to be a fantastic time. I believe we are doing stand-up, an episode of this very podcast, and another rendition of Cutthroat Gaming. So please, come out for that. It's going to be a fantastic time. And finally, this episode of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast is brought to you by Amazon. Please click the banner below and shop as normal to support the Plus Two Comedy Podcast. And now, without any further ado, take it away, Kirby Crackle. Who's ready for a podcast? Woo! Yeah. Who's here to do other things is currently being annoyed by a podcast? <laughs> we got a show of hands. That's what I like. A polite disagreement. Like, it's me, but go ahead, do your thing. It's That's fine. good radio. That's good radio. And exactly. Thank you. Thanks for the support, guys. This is the Plus Two Comedy Podcast coming to you live from Nerdvana. That's 3003 English Creek Road in Eagle. Egg Harbor Township, New Jersey. I almost actually did it this time. <laughs> I'm your host, as always, TV's Noah Hulhan. I am joined by the Dan Habiki to my Street Fighter roster, Mr. Will Liam. Oh. How you doing, Will? That guy t- uh, means I trained a bunch of people, right? Does Dan train? People? Or no, he trains what's-her-face, Sakura. He, he runs the Psyche Ryu Dojo and Thank trains Sakura yeah. and, and Blanca. Idiot. He trains Sakura and Blanca. No, Blanca... They're just no, they're just friends. Okay, but he does eventually join the dojo because his um, unlockable costume in Street Fighter Four is the Psyche Ryo Dojo. I thought he got mutated by M Bison because he was Van Damme's by friend. Gomez Adams. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and then he's Dan's friend. You can have okay, more then than he's Dan's friend. Okay, you can okay. have more than one friend. <laughs> you can have more than one thing about you. <laughs> he's also green. It's two things, but his name means white. Dan Habiki? Yeah. <laughs> it's white guy in Japanese. How you doing, Will? I'm doing great. Good to have you here. Uh, our guest this week is a Dan Habiki expert. He also hosts the new podcast, Party of One, a podcast about role-playing games with a party of one. Give it up for Jeff Stormer. Thanks, you know guys. you say that as a joke, but I am like a legit Dan Habiki Oh, expert. I know. Okay, I just wanted to make sure you were aware. Would you rather talk about your podcast right now or Dan Habiki? The choice um, is yours. I mean, don't make me choose, but... Well, here, while you think, 
We're going to do our icebreaker questions. This is a segment that got cut because I lost these questions, and I found them recently. This is a question left by a past guest. All right. That a guest. I can't talk today, which is bad for a podcast. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to pull one out uh, at random, and we're going to talk about it just as an icebreaker. Uh, What is the first video game you ever played? The first video game I ever played was probably, was either the original Super Mario Bros., or Battletoads. Those were the two yeah. games that we owned. What a game to cut your teeth on. <laughs> Battletoads. Well, yeah, these aren't going anywhere. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because I'm not good at video games, and I kind of figured that out, but like, also learned that <laughs> no, Battletoads is impossible. you good, but you started with Battletoads. <laughs> it was sort of a worst of both worlds situation. That's pretty bad. How about you, Will? What was the first video game you played? I think it was Super Mario Brothers. I bought, really? I bought a Nintendo... With my own money, and it came with Duck Hunt and Mario Brothers. It's a classic story. With your own money? Yeah. He brought home his paycheck from the mine. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> his company uh, script got him a Nintendo. Mm-hmm. See, I, I definitely had an Atari first, and I remember having a race car game, and I remember that when it snowed, I was like, ooh, slow down, it's unsafe. That I have a distinct <laughs> memory of. I also have a, I remember a bowling game. And I remember that I figured out because you just all you did was push the stick forward. So eventually that got boring, and I learned that you could shake it and kind of make it. So I invented the Wii. Is the, is the way this story? Yeah, ends. we can't count invented- handhelds. I had a Ninja Turtles game where you had a Ninja Turtle that could crouch, jump, or stand, and they were just different. It wasn't animated. It was oh, just, is this yeah, a Tiger, Tiger Electronics games. games? I had a few of those as well. They were almost video games. Yeah, and then if you drop it, you see the Ninja Turtle in all of his poses, and it won't go away. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, you lose. Yeah. I used to try to get Turtles those games are to finally do finally here. Hooray. So, uh, Jeff, have you decided if you'd rather uh, talk about Dan Habiki or your podcast? Let's talk about the podcast now, and then if there's time later, we can get into Dan Habiki. Because I've got some opinions that, you know, do I want to get out there. you think he could beat the Predator in a fight? Yes. Mm. Like no, no doubt well, in my mind. Now we got to talk about it. What Dan Habiki? Dan Habiki does, or the Predator doesn't have a fireball. Dan Habiki does. Yes, he does. Got a, a, a shoulder-mounted plasma caster. Oh, you're right. I forgot yeah. right about that. The the only <laughs> way Dan Habiki beats the Predator is the Predator only fights someone he thinks is a challenge. <laughs> See, and that's so the key. he would walk by Dan Habiki. Yeah, like, and then excuse he, me, bro. And then he just rolls him up for the one, two, three. That's classic. That's ring psychology. Are we? Uh, is that how they're fighting? <laughs> yeah, they you never <laughs> specified how, so I just assumed. I would so, love to see someone pin the Predator and see the Predator get up like, Dang! <laughs> I got out Predatored. I got, gotta honor the rule. Yeah. Here's an old gun. <laughs> I'm gonna leave, or I'll burn your face. <laughs> so tell us about the podcast. We All were right. now five minutes deep and we haven't talked about it. Um, so the Party of One podcast is an actual play RPG podcast. That means that it's me playing uh, tabletop RPGs with friends and special guests. But it, um, what makes it different is it's focused on single player games. So it's just me and a single guest facing each other at a table or on Skype or whatever. You know, technology's funny. But um, it's just the two of us playing a game and they're the only character so they're sort of the de facto star of the story. And it's kind of exploring how that changes... What we're used to within, like, RPGs and tabletop games. Okay. So, why one player? Um, a few reasons. It's easier to schedule. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. That's um, a good call. 
And I've always kind of been interested in these games because, I mean, as long as I've been playing, you know, the standard has sort of always been, you're going to play D&D, you've got to get six people together, and you've got to, you know, and especially, and it's, I've always kind of been like, I don't know why I can't just get one person, like, if I'm just hanging out with, with one person or if I'm, you know, hanging out with my wife, I don't know why I can't, couldn't play a tabletop game. So I'd always kind of been drawn to, like, exploring like that and exploring what makes that different. Yeah, because when I, when I was younger, that was the like the sti- like we're we're nerds. We're playing Dungeons and Dragons, but the people we made fun of was we heard there were people that played like one dungeon master, one guy, and they were the losers. Luckily, we brought two more people. Yeah, and we are super <laughs> cool. Look how yeah. cool we are. <laughs> we also have a bard. Because <laughs> it's hard to do one on one as a bard. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's really tough. <laughs> I have no one to support. Unless you're really, specific I buff myself so I can sing better. Unless Ugh. you're really specifically into like exploring like what t- what goes into putting on a great show, and, yeah. you know, like that bard stories. That's oh, tight. Playing a performer, yeah. The like, heroes will be back soon. Help! I'm being mugged. I better call the authorities. Uh, I didn't. I didn't roll well. The crowd wasn't here tonight. They weren't. <laughs> Not getting it. I rolled a one. Botch. Sp- strings break on your. What do they play? A mandolin? Yeah, a, a ukulele. It's not a ukulele. It's a medieval ukulele. Oh, yes, a mandolin. You corrected me with your wrong information. Unbelievable. Now, I would totally play a ukulele bard. Yeah, like, yeah. that's fabulous. Or a sitar. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be good. I don't... You gotta sit down. That's not good in combat. A lute? A lute, yeah. That's the classic. Lute's kind of a classic a bard one, yeah. Yeah, but you gotta sing as a bard, and lute's... <laughs> story. That was my lute singing impression. No, a lute's a string instrument. What am I thinking of? A harmonica? A kazoo. <laughs> You're thinking of kazoo. I think I might have th- been thinking of flute. <laughs> now that I think about it, my bad, everybody. I'm sorry. Who, who have you, you had on the show? Um, well, I've had... My first guest was some guy that I don't remember. Oh, hurtful. Um, <laughs> hurtful. He'll turn. Uh, no, my first guest was Noah Houlihan. Yes. TV's Noah Houlihan. Was I a friend or a special guest? Ooh, uh, you were both, actually. Cop oh. out answer. This Good is answer. this Good is answer. when I Your ride uh, home depended on that answer. <laughs> this is when I get my cheap heat to say that I was a fan of the Plus Two Comedy Podcast, and Aww. so when I was putting things together, I said I'm going to get Noah because he's a friend, but also he does a thing that I like. Yes, <laughs> maybe he'll put me on it, and you were right. That that was my goal, and now that I'm there, we're done. Podcast <laughs> over. I'm going home. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. So, what episodes you got coming up? That um, we look forward I to? just recorded the second episode with my friend Mycroft. Uh, we're playing uh, the Esoterrorists by Pelgrain Press. It's a game of paranormal investigation using the Gumshoe system, which is an RPG system designed exclusively for mystery games. The Esoterrorists is sort of a combination of the X Files and Call of Cthulhu with a little bit of the Matrix. It's about an evil organization that's trying to sort of unravel the world by uh, introducing various supernatural elements into it, and the players play the people fighting that and people making sure that that doesn't happen. We used literally none of that setting and instead told a story about a mummy who's also a detective. That sounds good. That sounds great. So what advice would you give to a a single uh, DM? Um, The biggest thing is, is when you're DMing a traditional game with a party, the main thing is that, you know, you have to kind of make everybody a star... The main thing to focus on, I think, is you can kind of free yourself from the idea that there are certain things you have to accomplish in a game. Like, if you only have a single player, you can tell whatever story you really want to. 
And so don't feel like you have to be tied down by, I gotta do this story where they go into the dungeon and they fight the dragon. Because like I said earlier, you could just tell the story about the bard that really likes performing that's and true. just explore that story. <laughs> if that's what your player is interested in, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. That makes sense. Because I know that when I was on the show, uh, my character was not interested in participating in the story really at all. Yes, I do remember <laughs> Which that. Which made, made it a little difficult to play. But hey, that's, I was being true to the character. You were being true to the character, important. and I appreciate that. <laughs> and p- people like the one next to me uh, really hate when oh. I do that. Because I always play true to the character, and you're like, no, you're yeah, being a jerk. You, you can you hide behind you because your character is always the same person, the same <laughs> jerk that doesn't want to do what everybody else wants to do. <laughs> Not always. Every single time. Name four examples. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've played D&D four times together. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, we've got one already because that yeah, was Slimy McKeelberg. We do have that on on the record. Like, there, There's fun in exploring a world, and then there's a game you stepped into. We, we were in the beginning of a very important plan, and you're like, yeah, I don't want to. That's what that character would have done. Wait, he, he did that for you too because he did that for me on camera. <laughs> that's the first thing he will always do. Guys, play D&D with me. Who can I rob and how can I delay this story? Man, I love (laughs) D&D. RPGs in general. I love all RPGs. But uh, there was also the time, uh, no one was there for that, where I was just really dumb. So... That's why I would oh, ruin well, that's, the story. Well, that's a, good, that's a good consolation, is that time you ruined the game in another way. Yes, it was a <laughs> yeah. different way. Guys, I'm a joy. I'm a delight. Everyone should play games. National hey, treasure. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Uh, so we like to geek out on this show. Um, we do it with a segment called What You Watch and What You Read and What You Playing. It's where we talk about what we're watching and what we're reading and what we're playing. Jeff, you're new to the group. What have you been watching? Uh, I've been watching all of the DC TV shows, uh, Flash, Arrow, and Supergirl. They've been really you good. One. You missed Gotham. I did. Well, I didn't. I'm, I didn't. I've been watching the good DC shows, I'm I should just, say. Mm. Mm, I, I haven't seen Supergirl, but I feel like you're wrong. I, and I don't like Gotham. I really liked Supergirl. It was... I've heard nothing but good things about It was everything Supergirl. Man of Steel wasn't. Like, it was what I wanted, what I wish Man of Steel or any Superman movie could have been. Not a movie. (laughs) An hour long. I was able to just take a nap after. It was great. There were commercial breaks, so I went and made a sandwich. (laughs) Really missing out of those uh, Superman movies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I really liked it. I feel like they they went hard on the things that kind of make Superman Superman for me. Like, it was bright and cheerful and optimistic, and there was a real emphasis on saving people and helping people, you know, and I feel like that's something that's been missing from everything related to Superman for at least a couple years now. Like, granted, I'm not reading the current run where he's got a t-shirt and a motorcycle, but, like, I know that... Is that all he has? He's well, and armed with God a t-shirt? superpowers, but... <laughs> uh, he has some superpowers. He got depowered after he lit off a solar flare... And now he now he's got minimal superpowers, so he got a T-shirt and a motorcycle. <laughs> I wish I was exaggerating that. So he lost flight. Uh, I think he can jump. Fa- I think he's back to jumping far, like he was in Action Comics number one. Oh, <laughs> well, that's sad. No, it's the only way. Like we got to make Superman interesting. Well, we got to reel him back. Take his pants away. <laughs> Give Where's, him a I think T-shirt he wears blue and a motorcycle. Jeans now. <laughs> uh. So he's just Superboy. 
Basically, yeah. He's just a, he's just super. They cool. already had that guy. Yeah. He has a motorcycle. It's from space. Yeah, they've already got him, but they decided that uh, he kind of Jay Leno'd him, where he was like, "I'm I'm super I'm Changed super my mind. <laughs> I'm back. I want my time slot. <laughs> I got a motorcycle too. What, what, it, what's up with Arrow? Anything interesting going uh, on there? Because I've heard bad it's things. It's good again. Oh, finally. Season three was. Um, can I swear on this podcast? No, no, no you no, can't. Okay. Uh, it was the drizzling poops. The drizzling poops. <laughs> it was the first half of the season was decent, and then basically the moment they introduced Ra's al Ghul, it just fell apart, and it was just it wasn't even bad. It was just mediocre, and they just kind of ended with a shrug. But season four, they they kind of retooled the show a little bit, and they sort of they moved away from the angst and the brooding to make it a little more super heroic. He stopped being the arrow or the vigilante, and now he's calling himself the green arrow. And okay. it feels like a whole different show in that it it's a little bit closer to the Flash, and it's sort of silver agey, uh, like we're gonna save the day, and it's a little bit more fun in that regard. I'm surprised they didn't go with Rachel Ghoul. No, they went with. Is it Liam Neeson? <laughs> um, no, it was some guy that I don't you remember. Can't really do it. Be like having Shield, and then like, look, it's it's Iron Man. Tony Stark's here, but it's not Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> would it be that? Yes, I it feel would. like it's a, the Nolan verse. It's its own thing. Yeah, it's not part of the mm. part. That's out of continuity. Which, I mean, Liam Neeson was one of the only parts I liked. Really? There's a whole second movie that he's not in. That, well, that movie's great. <laughs> that last one. Your favorite part of Dark Knight Rises is when Liam Neeson shows up ghost, to yeah. lie to him? Yeah. To give him bad information? It's not a great movie. <laughs> I didn't know that they brought Raj Al Ghul in, into Yeah, he's um, the overarching villain of season three, and it's okay. At um, best. Raj Al Ghul is also in season four, but he's much better for reasons that I can't spoil. Okay. Liam Neeson. Thank you. He's he's Liam. Is Liam. They just brought in Liam Neeson. Yeah. They said, screw it. Arrow stole his daughter. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> How about you, Will? What have you been watching? Uh, I, I watched it before I came here. I watched the first episode of Ash vs. the Evil Dead. Oh, it's out? Yeah. I yeah, didn't know it started this. Sunday, you, I think. You can download the stars on your console and watch it without paying for stars. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's how that, desperate that's stars is. It's a weird is. motto. <laughs> what, they, Model. It came up. I was like, "Oh, I want to watch this." I was like, "Oh, I gotta get stars." And so I was like, "No, no, no, no! Just well, you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, stars. Are you gonna please charge watch me? No, just please. <laughs> we don't want what happened to can Spartacus I, Blood and Sand. And I watched the full seat, the full second season of Black Sails too. Fine, yeah, you could do that too. <laughs> just don't go. I really liked it. Yeah. It's uh, is funny. It was is scary sometimes. Mm. Like not like scary, but more of a horror movie than Evil Dead ever was. Yeah. So it's like they mixed the first one and then that remake, Evil Dead. Mm. But the old- so, so he's battling Deadites with Pokemon. Yes. And Bruce Campbell is <laughs> the weakest part. Really? That's interesting. He's not weak, but he's like, I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's not the, the best part of it like you would expect. Yeah, he's too... He didn't hit the ground running? Yeah, I don't know if he's feeling it yet. All right. Like he makes- almost seems like he doesn't want to be there. That makes sense because well, he's kind Which of is been- Ash's thing. I know that. And it's Bruce Campbell's thing and everything yeah. else I've ever seen him in. The fact that he's gone nowhere in his career. <laughs> like, not that he's not in a great place, but he's just stayed there forever. But any, like, I've seen him speak and he just seems annoyed to be doing anything. He's always had the vibe. It's always 
every time I've heard him speak or read him write, like read his writing, it's always had the vibe of like, yeah, I'll talk about Ash, but like there are other things in my career. So but I wouldn't not be even surprised that he was if- talking about like the industry, and he still seemed annoyed. That's fair. That, he, that we had to pay him to go see him talk, and now and every time he does something where he plays himself or someone like him, he lives in a trailer. Yes, and he, Ash lives in a trailer. <laughs> All right, I think sense. maybe that's Bruce Campbell's dream. <laughs> he just wants to live in a trailer. He just and wants go to away. live in a trailer and bang mildly attractive older women. I mean, he's at work. Whose dream don't like being is at work? That, that's true. Yeah, it's it's a good dream. So after one episode, you're you're gonna stick with it? Yeah, I'll watch as many as stars will let me for free. <laughs> so maybe just that. <laughs> yeah, we will see. Well, I'm gonna tell them I'll just download illegally and then they'll let me watch them. They're very desperate. <laughs> Threatened stars. <laughs> It's not good enough to buy stars, especially if you don't have to. You have to extort them. <laughs> well, that raises the question of what would be good enough to buy stars, because I don't have an answer for that. No, there's there's no. nothing. Yeah, I don't think I would do it. It's Californication on stars. It was an all right show. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> if they blend with Showtime, and I also get all the Showtime shows. Still no. <laughs> but then I'd feel bad about it. Yeah, I would have more of a reason. Then but if the, people ask me at work, I'd say, oh, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm going to get right around to that purchase. <laughs> I could probably do from the phone in my pocket, but I'm going to get around to it. <laughs> so uh, I watched Nightcrawler for the first time. Oh. I decided I was going to... I went to our Netflix, and I was like, I'm going to watch whatever the top-rated movie on our Netflix is. Yeah, we share a Netflix. I was like, ooh, World Police. No, uh, <laughs> I've already seen that. Hot Fuzz, seen that as well. Moon's not on Netflix anymore. All right, Nightcrawler it is. Nightcrawler it is. I don't know if I liked this movie. It was good. It's well shot. And uh, what's-his-face is good in it. The guy that's not oh, Tobey Maguire. Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake, Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal is good in it. But, like, literally the first half hour of the movie is a guy that you don't like failing at a job that you think is awful. <laughs> like, you, you learn that this job exists, and you're like, man, this is horrible, and he's bad at it, and I don't want to, like, you don't, don't want to be like, to get better yo, guy I don't like, you could do it. Do that <laughs> awful thing. So it's just, and it just, he continues to get better at the awful thing, and that, like, it's weird to cheer for him, but I will say that, like, he has, like, a comrade and th- by the time that like you're about an hour into it, I'm I'm thinking as if I was that comrade. Like <laughs> he's messing up. He's gonna get the bad shot. He's got to zoom in more. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's a an ambulance chaser basically, a cop yeah, chaser, yeah. and he's just trying to film stuff and sell it to the news. And they do a really good job of he films it, but you never learn the news story. Like the really showing, like the people are dead. You don't know. You never really learn out why, or like what happened, or who they are. It's just like, look, he's filming it. So they do a really good job of like establishing that. The weirdest thing to me is how much that footage is worth, because like when he's starting out, he's selling stuff. It's like, give me two hundred dollars, and then like later on, he's like, I need a hundred thousand dollars. I was like, how much is news worth? <laughs> how much is local news worth? <laughs> Well, Information's he's, power. Is, he's not in like Hollywood or something. He's he's in L.A., but yeah. still, it's like, yeah, no, I, it's not like he's pricey. got footage of the dead president. It's just like this person whose face you have to blur is dead. <laughs> Please give me an entire salary. 
show. It's it's interesting. Uh, I was really unsatisfied with the way it ends because it doesn't. It's just kind of like end movies over. Oh, I <laughs> thought we were still all right. <laughs> Did you stay for the after credits though? Because oh, Nick, is there after credits? Uh, Nick Fury does yeah, show up. He hires oh, him. Darn it! Turns out that was Spider Man. Oh! <laughs> that would have been a much better movie. <laughs> and by that I mean, finally have a good Spider Man movie with a guy that looks like Tobey Maguire. So <laughs> it's not too shocking. I'm gonna watch it again. And you know what? Just I'm pretend. Gonna, I'm going to cut together I've a Spider-Man to uh, Nightcrawler mashup into one film. Just take all the clips of uh, J. Jonah Jameson from the Sam Raimi movies mm-hmm. and just put them in. Him talking yeah. to the guy. And then you're good. Yeah, that could work. And call that it Wall work. Crawler. There we go. Yes. <laughs> I'm on it, guys. <laughs> remind me in two years. I'll get around to it. <laughs> Promise you. Note to self, remind Noah, two years. <laughs> yeah, listen R-E. to this and then remind Noah. Storm, I'm throwing it back to you. What are you reading? What am I reading? I have been reading um, been reading a lot of tabletop games, obviously, but comic-wise, I've been reading just... I finished Seven Soldiers not long ago, the Grant Morrison Seven Soldiers series, and that was a masterpiece. That was just brilliant. I'm not familiar. Uh, what it is is Grant Morrison is a crazy person. Yeah, okay. he's an actual crazy person. Mm-hmm. Which uh, what I will be reading because it comes out this week is Grant Morrison's Santa Claus, in which he is doing Santa Claus Year One as like a as like a edgy psychedelic warrior with a a reindeer with blood on his face. So it's red fighting mm-hmm. the Krampus. Who Let's has been just described. say, does it have a Krampus? And if not, <laughs> I don't care. But it does. It does. But um, yeah. So Grant Morrison wrote a this ma- this huge sprawling comic. What he did, the way it works is there's Seven Soldiers Number Zero, which introduces the story, and introduces the idea that there have been these teams called the Seven Soldiers throughout history. But every time seven were, people were get the together, Seven Samurai part of this. Um, I think they might have been. Grant Morrison's a crazy person. <laughs> but um, every time these se- every time seven people get together and use that name, they're struck down by some alien force. So the premise of the so then what he does from there is he launches seven different monthly comics, all of which run three issues. So were the Mexicans in Sev- Magnificent Seven aliens? I think so. Yes. Okay. Okay. Oh, they were aliens. Out. Checks out. They were aliens, and then Yul Brenner was a robot, which we saw in Westworld. <laughs> but uh, okay. he launches seven different monthly comics, all of which tell their own story about these superheroes who lead intersecting lives but never directly meet each other. Okay, and then fifth all, element style. And then it all culminates in Seven Soldiers number one, which is these seven heroes uh, repelling this alien menace, like intersecting through the streets Illegal of New York. Illegal aliens is what yes, you're saying. Yes. Okay. Uh, they all intersect through the streets of New York, but they, again, never like directly interact. Huh. Because if they were to directly interact, the aliens would find them and kill them. So it's a, it's a superhero team that never actually meets. And it's this huge, sprawling, like omnibus comic that was just beautiful. And it was like... It's got, it's got, um, it's got a Mister Miracle relaunch that I'm very passionate about because I am an unabashed Mister Miracle mark. And I don't even got, think I know who that is. Mister Miracle was a Jack Kirby character in the 1970s. He's the he's the galaxy's greatest escape artist. He's also Dark Side's no, he's the High Father's son who was traded to Dark Side uh, as part of their deal to keep peace between uh, Apocalypse and New Genesis. So he was raised on Apocalypse. Okay. Uh, in the X Pit, yeah, which yeah, is Granny Goodness's uh, torture chamber, because mm-hmm. okay. she wanted to break yeah. him and show that good could be quashed by evil. 
But the thing is, good can't be quashed by evil, so uh, he became the galaxy's greatest escape artist, escaped to Earth with his wife, who was a reformed apocalyptian soldier, and then the two of them have suburban adventures where they try to fit in and fight aliens. You hate aliens. I, what, what about stay on getting your out of... What a, <laughs> it's not hard. We do it pretty well. Yeah, we do. We're pretty solid at it. <laughs> I don't understand what part about getting out of handcuffs is a miracle. Uh, well, I mean, it's well, not I've necessarily... I've never thought that David Copperfield was a god. Well, maybe maybe he's just not doing enough. That's true. All right. I'll, I'll give that to you. <laughs> Jesus checkmate. Did... <laughs> All right. I've been checkmated. There's nothing more I can add to this. <laughs> so I will just ask Will what he is reading. I went, I went back to history stuff. I'm so oh. sorry. It's it, it, the it, it was a book. There better about, be aliens. Uh, there probably could be. All right. If you want a history channel? You can throw aliens. All in right. There. Continue on at aliens. It's not white people having <laughs> achievements, so the history channel would say aliens were involved. Somehow. That's true. That is true. <laughs> they love. They do not think anybody can do stuff. <laughs> it's about the person. Right, they, em- think, they think people can do stuff. Just but white people. White people. Yeah. 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 No. Never once have they said the Colosseums were built by aliens, but pyramids. Eh, I don't aliens. think so. A geometric shape? No way. <laughs> aliens. Colosseums falling down. Pyramids are not. Yeah. <laughs> Saying. <laughs> Take that. Ah. Uh, it's about the Persian Empire. The book sold me because it was like, are you sick of hearing about 300 Spartans? I was like, boy, am I. Yeah. Uh, you want to hear the other side? I was like, sure. And, uh, it, it's interesting. It's stuff there I, were 300 Spartans, and then we showed up and wrecked them. <laughs> yeah, we, we killed them. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> why are they so great? They, <laughs> they lost. lost that fight. Why are we reading about losers? <laughs> but it was, it was the, the rise of the Persian Empire, which I knew nothing about. And it's interesting because they, they talk up because before that was uh, Babylon and Assyria. Which yep. are real kingdoms, but they're kind of mythic because they're also in the Bible. Yeah. So this history coincides with some of the Bible's history. Oh, that's neat. That's neat. It's interesting to see what real things we can prove and what things show up in the Bible. And one of them is this dude named Cyrus, who was the first king of Persia, who had this propaganda that he was very uh, uh, liberal and like saw like they would conquer people, but he wouldn't make them change okay. anything. Okay. And so part of that they would use that as propaganda. To go well, we. Your God allowed us to do this. Like that's we and we helped him and didn't just destroy your God, right? Because he chose us to do this, and they did that to uh, Judea, which they conquered. And so now that's in the Bible that God helped Cyrus conquer Judea. Wow! But that's really just because that was his propaganda, that was his, his political yeah, that was propaganda his at the time. So that's cool. Wow, that's super cool. No, I dig that. Yeah. All right, I'll give it to you. Could have used more aliens, but I'll get I'll get them in there. I disagree. Keep them out of there. <laughs> <laughs> Kill them. Fight them. Uh, I've been reading Chris Jericho's third book, uh, "The Best in the World at What I Have No Idea." I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan, and I will br- proudly say Chris Jericho is one of my favorite authors. That being said, his third book, "Little Lazy." <laughs> Because they're like he'll tell this great story about backstage stuff and the shenanigans that go on and like how wrestling is booked, and then the next chapter will be, you know, I had a lot of theme songs. <laughs> Here's a list of all of them and what I thought about them. There's this one, that was good. 
There's one by Judas Priest. I liked it. And it's like, I'm skipping this chapter. There's nothing. Where's the character <laughs> development? Chapter. Bet you skipped that chapter. <laughs> so I made the list again. <laughs> oh, got I me. Got, I'm reading it this time. <laughs> I like Chris Jericho, but that was a little lazy. Is I think Chris Jericho's theme of the last three or four years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like there was, and the the first time he does it, it's like I've had a lot of catchphrases. Here's all of them, if they worked, and how I came up with them. I was like, all right, that's kind of interesting. I remember when he said he was the Ayatollah of rock and roll. All right, cool. But they have multiple. They yeah, have multiple chapters like that. It's kind of, it's it's lazy. It's like here's some stuff and what I think. All right, Chris. <laughs> it is an autographed book, so I, I don't know why I threw that in, but you know, autographed. Make you feel better. Yeah. So that's that's what I have been reading. So uh, Storm, I'm throwing it back to you. What have you been playing? Um, I've been playing because Fallout's coming out. I've been playing Fallout Three actually for the first time because I did not. I was broke as hell. In 2008, when Fallout 3 came out. Through 2015. Yes. Well, it fell off my list, and then, and I was... It I got fell away, out? Full di- uh, yeah, full disclosure, I was totally <laughs> the neckbeard. Fallout disclosure. You were, full disclosure what? I was totally the neckbeard that, um, like, when Fallout 3 came out, I was like, it's not like Fallout 2, this game's garbage. Yeah, it's way better. <laughs> and then, yeah, so I wrote it off for years, and now I'm playing it, and I'm like... God damn it! I was dumb. <laughs> what yes, you were. Because this game's what great. A poor choice. Did you pre-order the four? Uh, I have not yet. Uh, you're not gonna get a Pip Boy. I know I'm not I'll, gonna get. A I'll Pip let Boy. you look at mine. That's great. I, I'd like to. <laughs> I look so forward excited. to that. So how's it going over in now? Fallout Three. You being a pacifist? Uh, I'm trying to be a, as much of a pacifist as the game will let me. As the game will allow. Yeah, three. I don't think you can do the no, which is a, the a, no kill run. Which is a little bit. Yeah, I was actually a little disappointed because that was one of my favorite things about Fallout Two was try was at least was trying to do the no kill. Vegas, but, you can. Uh, it's, uh, good because I have Vegas as well, and yeah. I haven't started playing. It's it a yet. better game. I, I like. Okay, then I might just I might just I might skip over to fault because the pacifism was a big thing that I liked about Fallout Two. I like because it was really the first game that I remembered that you had that option. And so I, I think I'd like. Yeah, if you put your speech high enough in Vegas, you can not kill anyone. That's awesome. I, that was that was kind of what I was hoping for because in Fallout Three, all of my points are in speech, and it's like, hey, you get a better deal on goat meat. Oh, so, sweet! <laughs> that is a good deal. I mean, I like goat meat, so <laughs> yeah, big fan. It's tasty. <laughs> That's cool. Well, what have you been playing? God, I uh, I'm, pl- I'm still playing Fallout. I got right. eight more days before I can play a new Fallout. Is it really that close? Eight days. Yeah, it's real close. And I will have new Fallout. Huh. Yeah. All right, how's Fallout going then? That's great. Well, I also I, uh, I played, I know you talked about a while ago, the uh, the Battlefront uh, Oh, the beta for Battlefront, yeah. And, oh, uh, my God. I'm terrible at it. Yeah, I'm horrible at like, that game. I, this would be a really fun game, and it still was fun, but if I was good at it, this would be great. Oh, I got a TIE Fighter. Oh, no. Oh, that was fun. I have that experience so often because I'm yeah. not good at video games where I'm like, oh, my God, this is fun. Wish I could win. Yeah, Wish I, I was any good at it. I legitimately, in the Hoth level, ran inside and hid and was just, like, <laughs> clutching my gun. Oh, like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. It's going to happen again. <laughs> I got space kids. <laughs> yeah, and then just people spawned in front of me and murdered me. It was horrible. <laughs> But I, I'm excited. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm just not good at it, and I, I didn't in, 
it's not my style of game. Did so. either of you play Battlefront Two for the whatever yes. the previous generation? Uh, it was one, is it probably sim- one of my favorite? It's, games. Yeah, one of my favorite as well. Is it similar to that, or is it? it well, the only I mean the no, it's a first person shooter, which I know you could switch to. Okay, but it. Now yeah, it's I mean, forced yeah, upon you. Yeah, now you must. And then you can mm. switch to third, but it's like playing first, and the other one, it's garbage. You yeah, can't right, right. It's not the same experience. Uh, and it's more Call of Duty than I would like. Like That's you don't, a- you don't just start with certain. Uh, uh, Classes like you used to, you have to like buy your stuff oh, that's to get kind the of classes. A yeah, which again, I'm bad at the game. So yeah, I, right. Boy, I wish I could have a jetpack one day. Yeah, you're like, oh, this uh, is game's over. Peace All shooter's my great, is gone. but I'd like anything yeah. else. So it's a weird system. It's like if you are good at the game, here's something to make you, you better at the game. <laughs> like clearly, you are the best. So here are advantages. It's really a nice uh, metaphor to our our current economic climate. Mm-hmm. Like you're rich. Here's more money. That's- yeah. Plus two comedy, hitting, hitting it, getting it political. I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What are you playing now? What am I playing? Yeah. Uh, I bit the bullet. I usually don't play on Steam, but there's a game I want to play on Steam so bad that I installed Steam on the brand new computer, which is supposed to be a work computer with no games. Yeah, I had one of those for about a week. Uh, and I bought Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Nice. Uh, <laughs> which is such a great game after drinking. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But it's it's amazing how well you can feel like you're doing a thing and just be wrong. <laughs> and just the, the amazing thing, uh, for those of you who don't know, one person can see the bomb. The other person can see the diffusal manual. And you have to talk the person through diffusing it. But since no one besides the person with the manual ever sees the manual... No one can truly appreciate <laughs> how much work that person is doing. Because it's like, I have five wires here. Which one do I cut? There's like eight steps I have to go through before I can tell you what to do. Uh, and it does a very clever thing of giving the person defusing the bomb just enough confidence to think they can do it without your help. <laughs> Where it's just like, oh, I, there's a, you told me to cut the red wire last time. Let me just, ooh, that was wrong. What did you do? This is all on you. You screwed it up. <laughs> like, one of the things is very similar to a Simon game. So it's like, oh, red is blinking. I know what I do. I click red. Oh, now everything's broken. <laughs> yeah, there's so much to it. It's very convoluted, but it's so much fun. It sounds uh, like a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, it's a great way to ruin a friendship. Me and John were not on the best of terms uh, <laughs> because he cannot describe Greek symbols well enough. It's the God of War symbol. How do you not know what that is? Seriously. Uh, Omega? Uh, yeah. On. I don't know what it's called. Well, it's also the dark side symbol, but yeah. Yeah, there's that was three great ways to describe that symbol <laughs> besides it's an O, sort of. <laughs> but, uh, but they got hold lazy on, and didn't finish. Hold on, it. in his defense, if you said it's a it's a Greek symbol that's an O sort of, I'd immediately go with Omega because that's what it's yeah. yeah, but not if there's like nine other symbols that are also O sort ofs. Fair. That's a fair point. Yeah. Exactly. The, Omega would be the first thing I would ask though if it's an Omega symbol, and then if he didn't know what that is, then he I'm did lost. it. He just went with O sort of. Oh well yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. The the good thing about it is if, if things go wrong, technically they explode and you just move on with your life. Because I wasn't near the bomb. Yeah. Uh, so that is what I've been playing. I also played Rock Band, and it turns out it hurts your hands a lot if you haven't played it in oh, a while. Oh, I want to play Rock Band again real bad. Ah. I thought so, too. We, we should get a band together. 
Let's do this. A rock Let's band. Let's get the band back together. Have you? Got, has anyone played new rock band? There's a new rock band? There's a new rock band which is going to use the same contro- controllers. Yeah, my friend And the uh, new Guitar Hero is different. Because it's it's three red but or three black buttons, three white buttons, and they're on top of each other. Uh, too much, too much. Like real too much. Instrument. You cross. That's that's the uncanny valley of rock yeah, band. Of rock band. So you get too close to a real instrument. I'll just learn the real instrument yeah. or not yeah. play. I like playing that's a very no basic the piano. simulacrum <laughs> of an instrument. That's yeah. Yeah. that's where I want to be. I want to <laughs> sing karaoke and I want to play press like four buttons, a Fisher Price instrument. Yeah. And don't try to push yeah. me. And if that, that fifth button's too hard, I want to be able to turn it off. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> This pinky's not strong. It's yeah. not a good finger. <laughs> it can't be reaching down to orange. <laughs> I know no there's more like... notes than the things I'm clicking. I know that. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. I always wanted to take an actual guitar and just, like, try to play what it's telling me to see what it would sound like. But I know the answer is horrible. Yeah, so what a, what a waste of time. Uh, oh, actually, you know, I had something I was watching that I wanted to bring up that I forgot about. Too late. Yeah, you That's... missed it. Oh, but it's, it's fine. All right, it's been allowed. We are making laws. Uh, I saw Room uh, three twenty seven, two two thirty seven. Oh, the uh, Shining documentary. The Shining documentary. Oh, I saw that on Netflix. I didn't yeah. see it, but uh, basically, it's what it's trying to understand what The Shining was about. Uh, turns out, The Shining was secretly about Jews. The the moon landing being fake. Uh, the Holocaust. The extermination of uh, the Native Americans. Yep. Uh, a direct insult to uh, Stephen King. Yep. Screw you! I don't want to listen to your book. The L- House of Leaves House. <laughs> and apparently, you're supposed to watch it forwards and backwards at the same time, superimposed over itself. Mm. That's what that movie's about. Stanley Kubrick was a genius that was trying to like. Make the greatest movie ever. It just sounds like he was rambling when someone asked him what that movie was no, about. No, Stanley Kubrick is not talking. Yeah. Like, no one actually asked him. It's yeah, just the whole a just asks other people. Yeah, like, that's the best part of the film is that there's no counter. Like, they never go up to Jack Nicholson and go, no. Where did you get that this is about? No, that's absolutely not. Yeah, the movie is, like, on the surface about The Shining, but it's actually about, like, conspiracy theories and how, and, like, no, what but now you've just said that, no, it's not. That's what people think. Because to me, it was a movie about a guy that goes crazy in well, a haunted yeah. hotel. And that didn't confuse me. I was no. never like, I bet lizard Jew people uh, run the media. That's what I'm getting out of this. Well, and the coolest thing about this film is that there's there's no footage. A lizard. It, literally, the entire movie is just clips of The Shining. They never t- show any of the people talking <laughs> or anything like that. They don't put them in the shadow with a, with a digitized voice like... Uh, no. <laughs> like th- they f- they have a brand new movie with no new footage. What a genius idea! Yeah, what a great idea. And like they they didn't even like bother to edit it. There's one point where someone says, "My kid is crying. Hold on." And then th- they pause the movie. That's part of what it's about. And he leaves. and He comes back. He's like, "What was I talking about? Oh yeah, I think he's gay. He's reading a Playgirl in this scene. Who knew?" It's like what? <laughs> well, you've just never been trapped in the snow in Vermont for like or wherever the hell they were. Maine? I think they're in Maine. Yeah. Out I, west? It's some terrible part of the it's country. It's all these things. I think you've the Shining, read every book in about a week. The Shining is about geography. Yeah. I think so. Finding out where places are. <laughs> There's a map in one scene. Ooh. If I remember correctly, uh, the people that made uh, Room 23, uh, Room 237 made another movie recently. If I... 
I, 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 it's about it's Sex sh- in the City 2. Yeah, it's shots of Star Wars <laughs> yeah. and them saying what's happening. Um, if I remember correctly, they made a movie, a, docu- a similar documentary about people with sleep paranoia, or not paranoia, sleep paralysis. Oh, it's a nightmare. I've actually just watched that. If I remember correctly, which I may be entirely off base, which listeners correct me if I'm wrong, um, I think that's by the same people. Yeah, and it suffers the same exact problem of they never get a counter-argument. It's just yeah. a bunch of people who are like, when I sleep, I see a monster. Oh, there must be monsters. Yeah, I, I watched some of this after you talked to it, because I get sleep paralysis, and it's yeah. no, uh, you can't move. and You get a little worried, and then everything's fine, and then you move again. My favorite part of that movie is it opens with a guy saying, I'd never had sleep paralysis before, but then someone explained it to me, so it happened. No, you got on a crappy sleep. You're lying, or you got on a crappy sleep schedule. No, well, that basically says, "Hey, if you watch this movie, you're inviting this into your life. <laughs> you make poor decisions." I asked a doctor what was wrong, <laughs> and he told me, "No Ooh. monsters." Well, yeah, he was like, "There's a demon sitting on your chest. Here's <laughs> here's some medieval art you may be interested in." <laughs> Put these leeches on your stomach and call me in the morning. If you can. <laughs> so that's going to do it for what you're watching, what you're reading, what you're playing, and also what you're watching. We end all of our podcasts with a game. Uh, this week, since this is our first time on a Monday, I thought I would go big. Tonight, we are putting up Resident Evil 6 on uh, the Xbox 360. So, boom. Legitimate two-disc game. Oh, oh, and yeah, I got it from Walmart. <laughs> I got decals. Look, look at these decals. There's also decals. something in here for an original motion picture. I don't Ooh. know. The decals oh. aren't yours yet. Man. So, so they, if you they ain't going to be yours either. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what did you bring? I brought Hollywood Game Night, the home game. Oh, the home game. <laughs> the home game. Uh, so you can have all the fun of that TV show that's on when you're doing laundry. <laughs> At home. <laughs> Minus the celebrities. Uh, it works best if you have a TV show on about doing laundry to complete the circle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't have that, it feels weird. Yeah, that's why I watch Laundry Wars on TLC. But uh, I got this for Christmas. Um, I try- I played it once, and it was fine. <laughs> My friends have a board game night, and I brought this four or five times, and every time they said, we're not going to play this. We have actual board games we're going to play. <laughs> so I kind of figured I'd uh, bring it as All a price. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got uh, Hollywood Game Night, the home game. The home game. And Resident Evil Reason- 6 for the Xbox 360. Uh, to play host versus guest versus audience, we need an audience member, but they have to bring a prize as well. So if you'd like to win these fantastic prizes, what did you guys bring? This week. Oh, I see a can of Spike Energy. Legally, we're not allowed to say drink. Yeah, it's not a drink. It's Spike a Energy Shooter. Spike it's like shooter. a gun full of energy. Do not drink Spike Energy. Does anybody else want to play? Any other takers? No. It looks like, uh, it looks like it'll be Spike Energy. Come on All up right. here. All right. Uh, swing a chair around. We didn't have a chair prepared for you. I I know it's a bit. It was a big joke when this game came out. This does not look like a six in any way. No, it really no, does, it does look does like not. a dude blowing a draft. It does look like a draft. Oh, 
Wow, I didn't see. I've never seen the lady before. You didn't th- really? I thought it just looked like a giraffe, kind of with his head sideways. No, it's like a giraffe whole... blowjob. That's some beastie. Don't say right that. <laughs> we can't say giraffe on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I call them long horses. <laughs> We're gonna play another round of known for, uh, All right. which I wrote some down in case I didn't get any internet, <laughs> like what happened the other week. So uh, I'm gonna give you a uh, celebrity. You need to tell me what they are most known for on IMDb. I believe we're all, right. all familiar with this game, correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, good. Then that's all we're explaining. By the way, audience members, say hi. Oh, hi. It's it's Paul. Hi, hi Paul. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us yet again. Oh, of course. Uh, so, Will, we're going to start with you, and we'll go to Jeff. And we're going to do Paulie Shore. Of the four things Paulie Shore is known for, how many can you name? He's known I, for things. He's done. He's known for four things. I uh, swear to you. Well, I'm going to say one. You're going to go with one. Yeah. Jeff, would you like to go higher? I can go higher. To, to which number? number? I can go, I can do two. Going with two. Paul, would you like to go to three? No. No? <laughs> I don't know. That uh, is a no. challenge. That's a challenge. Jeff, I need two of the four movies Paulie Shore is known for, or TV shows. Uh, is Biodome one of them? you got to name them first. Okay, yeah, Biodome and... Biodome is what I would have said. Uh oh! You were so uh, confident before. Hold on. Yeah. I hope he knew too. too. Encino Man. All right. All right, all right, all right. I just gone with In the Army now. In the Army now. I couldn't remember. I had In the Army, but I couldn't think of the full title. <laughs> the four things Paulie Shore is known for are Encino Man, nice Son-in-Law, yeah. Son-in-Law, The Bogus Witch Project, <laughs> which I've never heard, I've of. never heard of, and In the Army now. <laughs> oh. The Blair uh, Witch Project. I have never. It came out in 2000. When did the Blair Witch Project come out? 99? Okay. So it was timely? Okay. All right. That's what I was worried about. Uh, so that's a point for Paul. Yay. Uh, since this will take time to load, I, I'll go with one that's written down here. Uh, we'll start with Will again, and we'll go to Paul. All okay. right. Will, we're going to do Paul Rudd. Ooh. Two Pauls back to back. It's crazy. Because uh, there's. The movies I know Paul Rudd for, but they might not be the the ones that he's known for. I'm gonna say two. Gonna go with two. Paul, would you like to go higher? No, <laughs> I I don't. I challenge. No, oh, all right. Uh, yeah, sorry, I, I I'm gonna say knocked up and the forty year old virgin. Yeah. The four things Paul Rudd is known for are the forty year old virgin. Ant Man. Oh, <laughs> role models. I was. I love that movie. That's a really good movie. It's so good. And I love you, man. Really? Those? Yes. Yeah. As soon as I said, I thought Wet Hot American Summer would show up. That was going to be one of mine. Yeah, I'm surprised that's yeah. not on there. Or at least first day of camp. I legitimately yeah. forgot he was an Ant Man. Yeah, I, clueless was is the good first one. one I thought of. So that's another point for Paul. Yeah, uh, we'll start with Jeff, and we will go. Uh, to Paul again. Yes, we will go to Paul again. Okay. Yeah, from Paul right. to Paul. And since uh, Hollywood Game Night is a prize, we're going to go with Jane Lynch. Okay. I can do two. Pa- uh, all right. Paul, I hate, I hate being this person, but I don't want to ever do three. That's never yeah. No, you're a doing good the thing. pro play. Yes, yeah, so I'm going to have to challenge. I just challenge I feel, I feel for the game, Jeff. Uh, you uh, could lose Hollywood Game Night forever. Yeah. You'll never tragic. play. Tragic. Uh, I'm going to say Glee. 
Good answer. And I'm going to say... 40-year-old virgin. <laughs> Will thinks he's playing. Role models. <laughs> I'm going to take a real shot in the dark because I think that it... I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say Hollywood game night. The, the home series. game or the TV series? Yeah, the home <laughs> game. <laughs> the four things uh, Jane Lynch is known for are Glee, the 40-year-old virgin, uh, <laughs> role models. So the two things, okay. And Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah. So that means Paul is our winner. Nice. <laughs> Yay. To, to no fanfare. <laughs> yeah, well, that's okay. I answered no questions. Yeah, best in show I, absolutely should be on there. I've got to warn you, Paul. I touched the spike can with my bare hand, and it's shaking. Oh. So, so ta- take your po- oh. you take your poison or drink, whatever you want to call it. not a drink. Don't, I, don't, I just, don't call it a drink. Yeah, I was going to say. Have we read this on the air? Spike shooter, a likely carbonated, served chill. This is the original spike shooter. Uh, warning, never exceed one can daily. That warning is one-third of the label. Yeah. <laughs> Read entire label before drinking. <laughs> uh, let's see what else is on here. Get spiked, the hardcore energy drink. No calories, no carbs, wow, that's no sugar, just chemicals. <laughs> warning, this is the third warning on this can. In all caps, do not use if you are under the age of 18 or elderly. Do not take with any other stimulant or weight life supplement or any prescription or over-the-counter medicine. Just do with anything. <laughs> Don't take it with food. Don't take it on an empty stomach. Do not, do not use. Notice it's saying the word use and not drink. <laughs> do not use if you are pregnant or nursing. Or at risk of being treated, or at risk of being treated for high blood pressure, heart disease, hypothorism, spasms, psychiatric disease, suffer from migraines, have asthma, but you or are ha- taking asthma medication. You can have all these things, just don't be at risk for being treated for them. <laughs> you can take this one. I don't care. Don't give it negative vibes. Don't, yeah. don't look directly at it. <laughs> Discontinue use if you experience dizziness, headache, nausea, or heart palpitations. If you are having trouble sleeping, <laughs> do not take within six hours of bedtime. Six <laughs> hours. Uh, and then all in caps, keep out of reach of children. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, prevent, or cause any diseases. Or cause. <laughs> it's not intended to. Uh, th- then we got some facts here. Uh, no fats, no cholesterol. Uh, this thing is so healthy for you, I don't understand yeah, the rest of these fine. disclaimers. 65% of your daily, so- or 65 milligrams of your daily sodium, that's 3%. This no so fiber, healthy. no Plenty sugar, no uh, protein. However, vitamin B12, oh, there's 1,500 milligrams, also known as 25,000% of your daily intake. 250 <laughs> yeah, days. Oh, more than half a year, year's worth of vitamin B12. Well, the original name was Half Year Energy. <laughs> and then. So you pop one on New Year's and you're good yeah. through? It boasts. You will not yeah. sleep. A thousand milligrams of spike formula. Ooh, spike formula. 
Well, cocaine would have gotten mystery. them in trouble. I feel uh, like my other ingredients include water, enough. citric acid, and natural and artificial Formic flavors. Acid. This it's not a drink. Spike. We it's didn't call it a drink. Don't call it a drink, Lily. We're not allowed to. It's called Spike. Uh, spike be- shooter. Recommended use. Don't. Begin with one half can per day to determine tolerance. <laughs> Never exceed one can daily. Caution. We've had three warnings and now a caution. This product contains strong stimulants and should not be combined with any other stimulant or weight loss supplement or medicine. Or organs. Getspiked.com. So we have more information on the website then. The official substance of Plus Two Comedy. (laughs) The official object. Yeah, yeah, it's power thirst. It's basically real life power thirst. It also comes in woman and gun. Yeah. (laughs) Rawberry. Hey, Paul's still here. Yeah, I, I, I was Paul. reading the can. Sorry, I'll say uh, it was entertaining. I had a microphone. I thought maybe there was a comment. Give it up for Paul. All right, thank you. Bye. <laughs> Paul is our winner. Jeff, we got to get out of here. Anything you want to plug? Um, just the Party of One podcast. Uh, SoundCloud.com slash Party of One podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at DexDynamo. Um, I'll be tweeting out links to the show whenever a new one comes up. And Super. I think that's it. Jeff, thank you so much for coming on the show. Will hey, it's been a real pleasure. Anything you want to add there, William? Uh, spike energy. It won't not make you the Flash. <laughs> it won't not. <laughs> won't not. Guys, be sure. Oh, to I have su- one thing I want to add. <laughs> 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 Did you know that Dan Hibiki's father is the reason that Sagat wears an eye patch? Please give us five <laughs> stars on iTunes, five stars on Stitcher. Vote for us on podcastland.com. Make us the podcast of the month. And we would like to thank he Ben Affleck. of his lazy eye. That's why he wears an eye patch. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with him. <laughs> Jeff, continue on with the, the, the eye patch thing. No, I don't want to hear it. Um, Sign off. They had a fight. Sagat was arrogant. And Go, Go Habiki, who's his father, taught him a lesson by, by uh, blowing out his eyeball. Sagat got angry and killed him. Dan Hibiki yeah, went on a quest of vengeance to avenge his father. Sagat learned, uh, he learned, like, he learned to regret die. his actions. So he threw the fight with Dan Hibiki, which caused Dan Hibiki to think that he had beaten the unbeatable Sagat, which caused him to open the Psycho Ryu Dojo, where he trains Sakura. Excellent. And that's our new I told you race. I know Dan Hibiki. Yes, I believed you. Oh, and, uh, and other news, uh, your mom just friended me on Facebook. Oh, sweet. We would like to thank Ben Affleck for making the show possible and keeping the streets of Gotham City safe. You'll always be Daredevil to me. This is the Plus Two Cabinet Podcast. Thank you so much. Woo!